0: On this night's episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, Ricky Barbeck came on. I learned about Washugala, and the next thing you know, we were racing in Tunisia. Ella. then we talked about tequila. Right. But we didn't have any. Yes, sir. Okay, that's what you're gonna get on the show. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is brought to you by Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech. You can also help us out by shopping through our Amazon and Rocky Mountain MC links on our website and don't forget to check out costa rica unlimited for great off-road riding and amazing places yep. we're starting without <laughs> starting without technical difficulties uh without tech- on this show difficulties yeah we uh, live from pahrump did it say that did I, did you put the intro in or did i have to do this now
1: i put i put the intro in
0: okay so it's live from pahrump this is tech talk taco tuesday from valley of the dirt people i'm sitting here with um Cooper Luke Rupert okay so this is uh, Logan's replacement I didn't really see this coming but um you just showed up yeah I did and this is the way it works in the show you can just roll in and be a co-host because anything is better than Logan right <laughs> he don't talk too much no he doesn't actually I, I hear he talks to you yeah he gets annoying yeah you know, <laughs> that really that bad so he yeah. says like five words more like a hundred. A hundred. Okay. So uh, welcome Cooper. Do you know what we do on this show? Uh, talk about dirt bikes. Myself and dirt bikes. Yes. Yep. This is, this is right. So we talk about motorcycles and motorcycle related products. This show is brought to you by Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott sports, climb, DDC, trail tech, fast company, and Jimmy Lewis off road, com along with fast company flex handlebars. Do you
2: use those? No, I was going to buy some off of Logan. Seemed pretty good. Really? Did he steal them out of my garage and try to hawk them to you? I don't know. You're going to have to talk to him about that. Really? Cause I think
0: there might be, you never know. Uh, they're really good. When you get, when you get to be my age, you would hope that when you are your age, you were racing with them because my wrists now are at a point where I need to ride with them all the time. And I just did uh eh, about twelve hundred miles in Baja, which is really strange for me to say. Not the twelve hundred miles part, but the Baja part, because I usually don't ride in uh Mexico. In fact, it's been like I think 17 or 18 years since I went down there, but I had a really good opportunity to go do some stuff down there, which we will talk about later in the show. And I got a I got a good special guest that's gonna call in and uh or we got to call him or something, and uh, we'll figure it out. We didn't really have a lot of planning because Matt was out goofing off all day. Yep. I was uh, out testing bikes. Testing motorcycles, which yeah. is really strange because most people don't test motorcycles anymore. They just put
1: pictures of Instagram on Instagram, I guess. And I, I was actually genuinely surprised by the, uh, by the results of our test. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't surprised by some things, but some things did surprise me. Are we going to give the results away on the show tonight? I'll leave that up to uh, one of our other guests who's planning to be, we're planning on calling. Right, Trevor, who doesn't talk too much either. Right, right. So we got an action-packed show of minimal
0: amounts of talking unless you step up to the plate. (laughs) I don't know about that. This is my first rodeo. First rodeo. First time on a podcast. Yep. Or a video show thing, whatever we like to call it. (laughs) Video podcast video podcast it's an is it does that make it an ipodcast or how about a youtube cast we're live on youtube we're live on facebook's we're um some
1: other places too i think Uh, did you get my grinder hook account hooked up to this uh no no they we're still waiting on the api to update for that right (laughs) so uh um So the way this works,
0: if you're listening to this, like at a later date, you were watching one of the re-records of the pre or not the pre-recordings, the uh, recordings of this show. We're live every Tuesday night on at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're allowed to we we need to get the phone lines. We need to get call ins back. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to get that phone line thing going again. We had that for a while, but we ran out of budget for it. But I think I can cut Matt's um, salary Mm -hmm. and. uh and we can get phone lines back in here, which would be pretty cool. Then, uh, so you can, you can't call in now, but maybe in the future, but you can always join the chat and the chat uh, streams from all the different platforms. And we get the questions uh, put up on the screen in front of us. A lot of times we go straight to the chat questions. So one of your jobs as a co-host, along with reading the questions that I, that I don't, and we have a couple, um, I give you questions and you read them and then I try to answer them. And nine out of 10 times I'm right. Is that impressive? That sounds pretty good. Pretty good. It's like an A, like almost an A or an A. It depends on these days. They change the grades. Like I think in Pahrump, you like if you get 70% right, it's an A. So I'm way better than an A if, if I'm going on Prump. <laughs> uh schooling standards or nevada schooling and standards in general because i hear you guys you know because you're both in school and you're totally responsible for this you have made this state 50th 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 at the bottom of the barrel that's pretty bad for um for yeah how you guys do on whatever kind of testing they do which i hear they don't even do tests right logan uh there's
2: one state test
0: right and it's pretty big big state tests that you guys fail. And then we look bad and you'd think that would get more money from the federal government for schooling and to help you kids, but gets guess not. So, uh, Hey, so to support this show, to help us out, uh, we have links on our website, which is www.dirtbiketest.com. That's where you can go when you have a question and you can't get a hold of one. of us go there and just type what your question is or what it relates to in the, um, the search box and generally an answer comes up because we've probably talked about it or tested it although it's uh, it's different um these days cuz I was talking with somebody in the industry about this today about why there aren't any good places to go for like when you wanted it when I was a kid you you could go to the magazines and whether you could trust them or not you know that was that's a kind of a topic for another Time. I mean, but at the time they and I worked at a magazine for like twenty years, so maybe a little biased, but there was a time when you could actually trust what they were telling you, or at least you could get some information there, or that was the place everybody went for the information. But now where 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 do you go? So when you want to learn about a bike, where do you go currently? Uh usually just go to Google or Google YouTube. Google. so you type into Google or you type into YouTube, like let's just say 2022 Yamaha YZ 125. Yep. And uh, I will tell you about a Yamaha YZ 125. See so this, I'm going to do this first read and then you're going to get to do the one about the four strokes. All right. So you would experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the full line of Yamaha YZ two stroke bikes. If you visit YamahaMotorsports.com today, you can explore what's new for 2022. The revised YZ 125 makes for a perfect step up machine featuring all new engine, revised six speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics with new aggressive styling. And you know what pisses me off more than anything about all this is I have one sitting in the garage and I haven't been riding it. And it hasn't rained, which those two things kind of go hand in hand <laughs> because I really like to rip the 125 when it's rained out on my sand track. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard you pretty good at that. Uh, ripping the 125 or letting it sit in the garage (laughs) Ripping the 125 okay Uh, good you're kissing ass that that works somewhat around here although i will start beating you up on it for the yz 250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics a new front and rear brake suspension settings and aggressive styling and if you want a truly race inspired look check out the yz 250 and yz 125 monster energy yamaha racing editions and for the next generation of riders the yz 65 YZ 85 and YZ 85 LW deliver big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit Yamaha's motorsports.com to find your Yamaha YZ and entry the enter the victory zone today. See how I just like threw that into general conversation. It almost sounded like I wasn't doing an ad read. So that's your, those are your lines. You get to do that later on the show. Okay. Make Logan look bad. That's what we like to do around here. And why do I hear echoing in the background? Oh, Matt, his, his computer's making noises. Oh. Good like grief. It, it went from just
1: my headphones to my headphones on my speaker.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Lucky someone's paying attention around here. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, also, if you know somebody that doesn't ride and you want to get them into riding, we have a school for them. It's an online... Learn how to ride if you've never touched a motorcycle school before. And if you want to check that out, go to jimmylewisoffroad.com, online courses. Use the code TECHTALK22 to get a small discount on that. And uh, if, if you are in any way involved with that person, like whether it's your 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 young son or it's your girlfriend or your wife that you want to ride – I suggest using this as opposed to destroying your relationship over teaching them how to ride. I'll, let mm-hmm. me do that for you <laughs> in an online. In an online. They, they get, let them get mad at us instead. Yeah, they, they won't get mad at us because yeah. we'll teach them how to ride and we don't, we don't care if they struggle with it a little bit. Because it isn't easy, even though everybody here doesn't remember how hard it was to learn how to ride. I learned how to ride right into the side of my friend's mom's car.
1: I learned how to ride into the side of my shop. The, the mark is still there. Yeah. <laughs> it was an Good. old TTR 125. How'd you learn how to ride?
2: I just got saddled on a bike and said go on a TTR 110. What did you hit? Anything in sight, bushes, until I just went down. I was out in the lake bed out in Gene. Oh, so you, oh, it's, now that's actually pretty smart to put
0: somebody on a dry lake bed. Not a lot to hit. You right. could get hit out there. Yeah, All the quads like, doing donuts and Yeah. Guys testing out their well Ford Raptors, <laughs> <laughs> mobbing, <laughs> all that stuff. Okay, so
1: um, what are we going to start with? Questions your uh, your two stroke tip video got oh. quite a lot of quite a lot of attention about the re valves. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, I, I there's need a to, few questions about those. I need to
0: correct that. Um, I need to. Well, I need to actually because that was an April Fools. Joke. I actually posted it on my Facebook today uh-huh. just to get people to come and watch this show because I figure if they want stupid, we'll mm. give them extra. Uh, but so I did a really hot tech tip where because the the thing is, that everybody knows that a read block is an emissions device mm-hmm. on a four stroke. They think it is, so they take it out. So I'm I'm just going with the logic here, right? Right. That I get all over the 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 the, the, the tubes of use and in and, and Google, wherever you get your information from. So if it's good to take the read valve out and you should try this sometime, I pulled the read valve out of my KTM 300 because like it's an emissions device. I mean, you look at it, the video shows how clearly restrictive that read valve is. And, uh Hmm. Yeah. So anyways, I did a video on it. Nice. it just, it's a tech tip. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was very informative.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So this question, so what you do is we start right here. Hey, you know what else else is good sponsor of the show? Costa Rica unlimited. Yeah. I heard they do great tours. They do great tours. I'll bet you, I'll bet you you could do a Matt, a Matt signature tour mm-hmm. um, for Costa Rica unlimited where you just, you know, you, I know Terry would be all game on this. You, you you do a little promoting, you get a bunch of guys to go and mm-hmm. you're like you're like the, the guy and you can teach them how to, push the buttons over there and get the sound quality all jacked up when they're mm-hmm. it's so that when they're out there shooting, how many you, did you, did you
1: do any, um, videos today with the, the GoPro or anything like that? Uh, the GoPro was on me in the beginning of the, sh- uh, of the day. Did you um, do any, he, um, phone and stuff? Did you, did you, no, the, uh, did you put some bangers on the gram for us? I didn't, but, uh, Trevor and Tyler, they were handling, to, to, this. they were handling, handling that part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we got, we got some sick videos. Okay. So you could go
0: down and do that for Costa Rica and that way everybody at yeah. home, they'd probably plug their video and they'd be all stoked and they'd plug it in. And they'd probably play upside down. Mm. Just <laughs> going from experience, right? You'd be right. watching, you have to turn your head upside down, but uh Costa Rica unlimited does tours down in guess where Costa Rica on brand new KTM Husky and gas, gas motorcycles. Huh? You can uh, and then the beach that they're right above, where their tours start out, is epic for uh, body surfing. I know this because I've done that before and surfing in general. And yeah, I have a friend that just went down to like went to Nicaragua to go down there to ride motorcycles. Mm -hmm. So he he rides little those street bike one twenty five things. Oh, the Groms. No, the 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 ones that all the locals drive around on. Then they, oh, okay. They ride around in flip flops and go find places to eat pigs and uh-huh. and drink beers and and. Oh, it sounds like the yeah, life. Yeah. But it's hot. It's warm down there. Oh, so yeah. If you if you're sick of the cold right now, go to Costa Rica Unlimited. Go for a dirt bike ride, and uh, enjoy yourself. So uh, I think if you tell them you learned about it on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, they will give you the palatial suite. You can get the palatial suite at the mm-hmm. place where you stay, I heard. So you just have to ask them about that when you call. But mention uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, and they probably won't charge you double.
2: Okay, what's our first question? All right, so here we got a couple sent in from Jared Sherwood. Sorry if I butchered that, but... Oh, no, we do that here. All right, his question is, what is your opinion on getting the TPI reflash done for enduro? I generally ride tight single track, hard enduro races my general
0: opinion. So what year did he say his bike was didn't 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 say. So if you have an older one that hasn't been reflashed, if it was a new, (laughs) if it was new in 2019 or whatever, and it, it was, it was one of the first batches of either 2019, 2020s. I know there was updated ECU flashes for this. I would do that no matter what, because they just got everything about them got better. Uh, I don't really know about the twenty ones and the twenty twos. Of course, we haven't um, been able to test these bikes yet uh, because they they're selling every one of them. So why bother having them tested? And I don't I haven't really heard much about it. I mean, all I really hear on the internet is you just have to replace everything. You have to get a, a different ECU and a different fuel flow valve, and you have to put the the you have to att- attach the oil injection hose through the spark plug or something like that for better spark plug fouling. Um, it's all the things. So no, I don't know. Um, in uh, w- for extreme enduro, any of the ones I've ridden, I, I'm wondering why you'd want to change it because that's kind of where they where they really really excel the the um, just the way that those bikes are so smooth. It's kind of like the stuff everybody complains about is the reason that makes them so good for um that kind of hardened row stuff so i would uh i would not think of a reflash is needed um but everybody's just like suspension clickers you know the reason they put the clickers on there is so you can tune it to yourself um the reflash may tune it to, you, to yourself better unfortunately it's not something that everybody can do i i put a fuel tuner on mine and i'm able to get actually it's not on mine it's on george's and uh george's bike and everybody rides george's bike and they say what did you do to this thing i mean because it's good evidently and then yeah then they ride mine they go man that thing works really good and what'd you do to it one or two little small things but not much no reflash mine doesn't even have a fuel tuner on it right now <laughs> just stock so uh
2: yeah that answers the question you think i think it did i'm not sure what the reflash even is so so you, you basically take it to dealer and they
0: they 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 have an updated ecu mapping so, oh, okay. so it's, they, they just, they, they're I'm able to put the, yeah, it's just like, it's just like, so the, so on these bikes, they, they have a ECU computer and it's just like they flash them and tr- tr- when they flash it, they just reprogram repro- it. So it maybe changes the fueling, um, uh, the fueling ratios at different RPMs or it can change the ignition curve slightly. Um, and then, uh, those have, those have a they have two maps is mine does mine have a map switch i'm pretty sure they have the capability to have two maps i don't even know if mine has a map switch or not uh my,
2: my 125 had a unplugged
3: thing
0: yeah Would and you it could put you could put a switch yeah it's a map switch Yeah. so i don't know that's how much i don't push it on my bike if it's on there because i like the way it runs so um no i think i don't think the ktms have the map switch i think the huskies do Big John's bike has Rockstar stuff on it. I think he has, has a map switch.
1: Yeah, his, his, I, I liked his bike a lot. Yeah. So, okay. Um,
0: what else are we? Uh, what else are we? What's our next question?
2: Uh, so we got one from Douglas Panny Baker. Uh, the reed valve was designed to prevent backfire through the carb. The reeds have extremely flexible, especially if boysen reeds are used. Mm-hmm. There are some other great reed manufacturers as well as V Force by Transroar. Boyson is one of the oldest manufacturers. It also depends on the writing one is done. So Douglas, what's his name? Uh, P- Panny Baker. Panny Baker. P A N N E Baker.
0: Yeah, Panny Baker. Douglas Penny Baker is comment on my um, video where I remove the reed valves now mm-hmm. uh, the two stroke as in in. I guess he didn't go to the part at the end where I kind of said it was a joke,
1: yeah, <laughs> I think he took it a little too serious. <laughs> I think the upload upload date should have uh,
0: been a pretty clear indicator. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't think that, well, then again, i look at the people watching YouTube and sometimes they're not very clear either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Boyson makes good reads, a moto which I think what he was trying to spell there that with the V force, they make really good reads. Uh, the stock reads are really good reads in a two stroke are hundred percent necessary yes it it doesn't prevent backfires it allows the bike to run if it doesn't have a piston port so it's basically it. The, the if you take the reed out you now have a open crankcase that cannot even develop any pressure so the bike will not run because every time the piston goes down instead of forcing that fuel charge it'll force some of it up and they actually run it's my understanding they run really good at one RPM when you take the reed valve out. So that's the. Uh, has anybody complained about it dropping on the on the YouTubes yet, or anything?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think it's only. I, I think it's a drop when I switch the cameras. Okay, is when I'm noticing the drop. So, uh, anyways. The <laughs>
0: I'm surprised they haven't started making modified reed blocks for better performance in the four strokes. Now to come to think about it, like why hasn't someone figured out a way to make modified ones of those as opposed to just yank them out? Cause Mm -hmm. I, so I just rode amazing. Imagine this. I'm going to tell you about something I did. I just rode from Ensenada to San Jose del Cabo on a KTM 500 with a stock ECU and the reed still in the intake track how stupid was that yeah no
1: you had no performance at all did you
0: i had no problems at all (laughs) my bike (laughs) worked really good i don't think i complained about i didn't complain about the power like not once it did good uh but that's a personal choice i i like the i like the way it runs i did i did have a different muffler on i Mm have i had an fmf um Q on it. Essentially it says power cord on the side, but it's a it's a Q internals. Right. But I do that just because it runs a little bit cooler and uh and gives it just a little nicer throttle response, in all mm-hmm. honesty. But that that was uh that's what I wrote down there. So uh it's on a truck. I hope it makes it back. <laughs> <laughs> That'd <laughs> be supposed awkward. To, supposed to be back a couple days ago, but I was told I, I locked it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric Kudla's Gas Gas has two maps. Hey, Eric, good to see you. I also saw some of our other regulars. Victor's up there. I think mm-hmm. he wanted to know um, if I have diarrhea right now. Is that is that him? Uh, Montezuma's, Montezuma's Revenge? Yeah, I'm sure it was up there. A uh, couple, couple other um, things. Did Cooper get a new helmet and goggles? Why? <laughs> yeah. Did... Remember when that dog peed on him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of our little helper dogs helped you out pretty good. Uh, I gave him goggles that day. So um, no, Rusty Shats. That was that's what I thought. No, I'm not having oh, any yeah. Rusty Shats. Huh. Uh, so Rusty Shats asks: XC Gear makes the Mako 360 and Spurs foot pegs. Do you have any experience with these? Yes, I do. Quite a bit, actually. In the beginning, uh, and I'm pretty sure that they have uh, updated and, and improved them since I. Uh, since i did some er early testing mostly on elastomer compounds and just um they were they were kind of early prototype stuff but uh yeah i have i have some experience with this stuff there's some things i really liked about uh both those things and other things that i didn't uh but uh, that's pretty normal i don't know if i ever actually wrote up any tests on those things because it was a kind of a different gig um but, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people that, uh, that definitely like that stuff. I prefer the flex bars and I'm not just saying that cause they are a sponsor of the show. It's just my personal preference. I like to feel a little more connected to the, uh, to the bike. Um, you know, I like to get the feel back from the handlebars. Uh, and so it's, it's in the, 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 the Mako gives you a slightly different feel. And then the same thing with the foot pegs, I and i was testing the foot pegs when they're real early evolution and they had some really soft elastomers that made the foot pegs wobble and move too much for my personal taste so uh yes have the experience with them any other
2: questions uh we got one on facebook it says roger edgington said he was going down on bike size and going back to carburetor should he go to a 150 or 200
0: um, he didn't give me his weight. That would be the uh Roger. If you can kind of pin up there with your weight, but the the more weight you have, once you start going a little bit south of 180 pounds, I'm going to go way more towards the 200, just because of the torque of the of the motor. Um, where the where the 125, 150, you just got to rev it quite a bit. Um, It doesn't, doesn't roll on. So, but if you're, if you're a really aggressive rider, even at that weight, I mean, I'm close to 200 pounds now and, and I love riding a 125, but I don't lug it. Uh, It'll, it'll lug fine, but they're just the 125 or 150 is so much exponentially slower when you lug it than a 200 is. If you're not revving it, once you start revving them, they both kind of work the same. But if you ever go into lug and you're heavy, the 200 is going to be a much better, bike at that point so
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay I next think, yeah go ahead uh 225 pounds you just put it in. oh 200 don't yeah roger don't mess with the 125 or 150 mm-hmm. so um got another question there
2: yeah from facebook we got dave black and he's asking when choosing springs if the size for your total weight is right between two sizes are you better airing on the heavier or lighter spring
0: um that's a, again. That's a kind of a personal preference. It depends on whether you like a stiff ride or a soft ride, uh, which seems like kind of simple. But it depends on whether you're going to get heavier or lighter too. <laughs> you know, if your weight's going to fluctuate one way or the other, pick the spring where your where your where, where your weight is going to go, not where you hope it's going to go, where it is going to go. So that'd be the the first guide there. But I wouldn't get so picky because you're going to basically make that spring work. Um. With you know, effectively, your kind of the spring is is kind of the ride height, the setting. You know, when you set your sag, you know the, the softer spring will be compressed a little bit more to get the same uh, um, sag as if you know it'd be loosened a little bit when uh, with the stiffer spring. And, and they, they the bikes yield kind of a different character that way, but that's where the clickers come into play. If you went with the, you know, the stiffer spring, you'd probably be in a little bit more on your compression or rebound clicker or no, in a little bit more on your rebound clicker out a little bit more on the compression clicker and, and, and vice versa. So the other thing you might want to look at is whatever springs you have on now, where your clickers at. And if they're, if the compression's in pretty far as opposed to being out from standard then then i would say okay maybe go stiffer so there's a couple different ways you can determine um you know what where you're at and i know dave that uh well it depends on which bike he's putting on whether there's two stroke or his four stroke i know his four stroke has heavier has a has a big gas tank on it so it's heavier so i would tend to go a little bit heavier um like that so
2: logan commented on today about his air forks he i was asking him if he liked them he was saying he was liking him because how much he changes weight. He's been gaining weight, so he can kind of just mess with him.
0: Yeah, you're gaining
2: weight. Not
4: recently.
0: Not recently. I didn't think so because now he's like he's like an anemic, sick person. He's so sick he can't even be on the show right now. It would, it would tire you out. This brain exercise would wear your brain out.
4: I would
0: put me in. In pa- pain. Oh wow! Get tired doing the show. Uh. Okay, so what's uh, what's our next one from the?
2: From our two-stroke uh free two-stroke power tip. Yep, we just got a not really questions, just a lot of funny comments. Brent V says, "I'm going to take the Reed valve out of my Silverado 1500. Going to get that. Going to get that power my truck has always deserved. Thanks, Jimbo."
0: I didn't know his truck. That's good. If you can get the Reed valve out of your truck, that's good too. <laughs>
2: Um, next, uh, Rally Navigator from Rally Roadbook System. Thanks. Says thanks for pro tip, Jimbo. It works huge. Lifted dually truck too. I smashed the plastic part by the air <laughs> tubes to open up the hole for more gas. It has so much power. Sick, bro. This is where this is where we go. Yeah, right down yeah. right down this avenue. Uh-huh. Uh, we have another one. Brop Hawaii says I took the reed cage out and put a hair dryer in my air box now my bike is like a t- supercharged oh well
0: that was a big mistake
2: i'll tell you tell you this right now because the hair dryer
0: is putting hot air in there right you could
2: put it on
0: cool oh you can put it on cool yeah i don't know i don't have any hair so i don't use one of these <laughs> things so so if you're pumping hot air into that motor that's bad you want to do the cool but i like the idea so if you put it on cool and then it's pumping cool air in there i think you're better off so these are the kind of modifications they're well your sister's not going to be too stoked that you ripped her hair dryer i want to know how you're powering that thing because like the, the converting that dc power over to the ac the 110 ac on the on the on the two strokes is kind of difficult but maybe i'll do that in my next pro tip video i got uh, what does john jackson like to know
2: John Jackson says, have you ever seen the Yamaha EPS that utilizes a, that's a huge word, magnostrictive torque sensor that acts as a dampener on open terrain and assist steering on tight terrain?
0: I have not seen it, but I have read about it. Um, There are not a whole, there's not a whole lot of, uh, there's some patent drawings and a couple other things like this. I think it's um, pretty interesting technology. It's funny because... Yamaha sometimes is very conservative about what they do. I mean, when they have something that works, they don't really change it. But every once in a while they go and do something crazy. Uh, you know, they you know, they were the first ones with well, not really the first ones, but one of the first modern, you know, single shocks. They were doing mono shock before anybody else. They were doing like brake activated suspension system that made your rear brake softer when you pushed on or when you pushed on the rear brake, it made your rear suspension softer. Pretty kind of they 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 were doing boost bottles, which was a thing on two strokes. Boost bottle like went right in front of your reed valve. It was a little hose that went up to a bottle and that made more power, evidently. <laughs> so lots of lots of things. Um, so it doesn't surprise me to see them. You know, playing around with this steering damper. Honda had a little stint with um steering dampers. They they had their theirs, which was it, it wasn't like the kind of classic steering damper that a desert racers know, which dampens it. But Yamaha's got this one now that's gonna do it's programmable essentially. So it would be able to do a lot of different things. And I think where they're going with this or where this is leading, scarily enough, is self-riding motorcycles so it's actually it's in the beginning phases it'll actually counteract or aid the rider but i think at some point it will correct what the rider did wrong (laughs) if you if you think about it it it's you know it's it's that's how you learn it's a future you test these kind of things so i think it's interesting technology uh and i'm pretty sure that's how you take it to the to kind of the next level i mean their steering dampers are very analog these days you can get them to to work one way or the other based on valving and stuff but they can't change they can't shape shift based on speed or anything like this so maybe this one will will do that so um rusty asks how much difference and he's talking about his mako 360 uh steering they do make a difference um rusty they they you 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 I, I think that, like, one thing I like to say about the flex handlebars is they make bad forks good. Like, you could have an initially or a harsh fork, which back in the day when the flex handlebars first came out, that was one of the big problems. A lot of the motocross bikes, they were getting stiffer and stiffer, and some of the suspensions became harsh. The, we're going to aluminum frames. The chassis became harsh. And so when you put a dampen, you know, you dampen the bars, it helps with the uh, vibration and same with the foot pegs. Although my one thing with the foot pegs, is you have to realize that you have a rubber sole on your boot. So your boot is already doing a large amount of that work for you. Uh, But uh, the the pegs and stuff can add another level of uh, dampening as well. So
2: we have a question up here from Facebook. Bill O'Neill says, Anyone have experience with prescription goggle inserts? Are they any good?
0: I don't because my eyes are still effective. Uh, and But I, I know a lot of people who've ridden with them. And I think it's kind of depending on the person and it's real hit or miss. And I, I've had two people talk about two different kinds and they were arguing with each other saying this one was better and that one didn't work for me and vice versa. Um, I know some people that prefer to ride with only over the got over over the glasses goggles so they wear their glasses my wife um does this quite a bit uh she rather she would rather wear her glasses she doesn't like you know she's tried a couple different um things before but it's the it's the glasses that work so uh, i think it's just take test um, test different things and i know a couple guys i've seen lately have these things where they're, they, they're basically they've had their glasses put on this this frame that just drops in and it clips inside the the uh, goggle it kind of it's a universal thing it's not built into the lens but you have to understand that you you're, you're you like your glasses at a certain distance from your eyeball and if that changes it changes the, the the way you the way you see stuff so kind of having a having a really good fitting goggle a, a goggle that isn't that isn't interfering with the helmet so that it's moving could could make a lot of distance so i think it's a matter i don't have the personal experience with it but i think it's a matter of uh kind of testing that stuff out and knowing how how sensitive you are to that i should get somebody i wonder how bifocals look in those lenses i've seen people ride with them before
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah whatever gets you out there do what you do. Next yeah. question we got from David Potts: Front tire question up slash opinion. I was at the Mint for hundred and saw some of the top guys using the Kenda Washugala. Oh, oh I mean, no! You know, wow, tire
1: Was Oh, the Washugala new one. Yeah. yeah, good, good one. Oh man, that's my favorite national. Yeah, Washugala. Washugula. Classic racing there. God, oh, why Washugala? I don't see the extra A at the end, but I'm going
0: to give it to you. I probably would do that too. What kind of grades you get in school? Out of curiosity. Um, you pretty good. Like Logan, cause Logan um, surprises me. Cause he, he's constantly claiming good grades and all that stuff. His dad's claiming he's got good grades, but I think what Logan's good at is altering his, his great, his, his, uh, report card, <laughs> he's altering his report card. So his dad thinks he's getting good grades and he's just kind of cruising through school. um, like kind of you know kind of dumb dumb dumb, dumb in it. you know what i mean matt i have no experience with being a dumb dumb in school oh come on yeah i can barely turn on the two buttons for the show uh <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. okay so back to the Washougal. um no washugula I, I don't <laughs> i don't that is that tire is not my favorite uh tire for especially at the mint i would run the parker all day long every single day that parker worked perfect from Ensenada all the way down to Cabo and and only mounted it only in the hard direction, by the way, the the Kenda Parker. Uh, But the the Washougal is, it's a good tire in a straight line and it's actually better than the Parker in the sand washes and stuff for, for kind of like grip and, and, um, feel but it tends to kind of grab a little bit on ruts and, and uh, it, it's a little, it's a little bit of a bigger, a bigger tire and a little bit more, like I said, it's a little bit more grabby on the sides for me. Um, but it's a personal preference. And the, the problem, the reason, David, the reason that the, the top guys don't run the the Parker is because I say it's good, number one. And number two is because it looks funky. It looks like, it looks like a bunch of little erasers on top of a pencil and they just, it's a, it's a visual thing and it's what they think. And, and, and maybe they just don't want their bike to slow down that much when they get on the brakes or slow down that predictably, but that's, that's my to go-to tire. But uh, yeah. I, and, and, um, and when you look at the top guys and, and remember generally the top guys are all sponsored. You have to remember this. Most top riders are sponsored and tires are, are hard to get it's hard to get tire sponsors some some tire sponsorship or others and stuff like that so i'm always a little bit uh i i was always a little bit particular about you know like especially with motocross these days so everybody's on dunlops right and you can't go well. all the top pros are running dunlops so that has to be the tire it's like unfortunately <laughs> they, there's no other, there's really, there's not a whole lot of other uh, sponsorships available for some of these guys. And I know there's other really good tires for, for, you know, for, for out there. So the best thing you can do with tires is try a couple different ones, see what you like. Um, and then after you get a feel for what you like, then you can talk to these guys and talk to the top pros and ask them. And, and then you can kind of see a direction because just because one guy likes it, because I get in arguments all the time with guys about tires And I'm not, I'm never saying that they're wrong. I just like, I, they'll, they'll tell me how something works. And I'm like, really, it works like that. Have you ever tried this? And then, then I kind of gauge after talking to them about something that I know versus another thing that I know. And we, and we can kind of see if they, if they have the same kind of feel or if they're, they're relaying the same kind of, um, if they're getting the same information back and you can ride a bike different and make a front tire work different. I I get this, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and i think the Washugel is a pretty hardy carcass on it as well and uh and is pretty good at flat prevention too so um okay we got something else in there we're supposed to call trevor
2: talk 250fs yeah yeah let will go ahead and ring him up I'll, I'll think about it let's got another question we got we got one from the 2022 yz 250x intro okay Uh, Finn825 said Would it make any sense to buy this Or the WR I would just do basic trail riding So the WR seems like it will work well I like how the FX Comes fully unlocked with the GYTR package and it weighs 9 pounds less But the WR comes with a better exhaust For the trail and the Compliant suspension I can't decide
0: that's on the Michelin tire intro? Yep Mm-hmm. He's going straight to like, is this better than the WR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the only reason I'm taking this this question there, uh, Fl- Flynn Y eight twenty five, is because Yamaha. And since we're talking about Yamaha four strokes, this is where you would just blend right into that into that thing. That
2: you would go, "Hey, Flynn." Hey, Flynn. Here's some advice for you: the Yamaha YZ four stroke motorcycle for motocross riders driven to dominate the YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the the full look, factory ride, both YZ450F and 250F comes in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take precision, turnability to the next level with the Turnability?
0: Hawk. That's what it says. Tuna it's, ability? Tuna ability. It's like fishing. It's It's like fishing. Tuna ability. That's why oh, I say that. That's what you do at washugula Yeah, Washugula, Yeah, there's a river that runs right there, and you can go tuna ability. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trevor, you want to do an ad read for us? It's it's rewarding and refreshing
2: all at the same time. It's got tunable in it, too. Right. So where do you go? I can short... Throw- where should they go? Oh, visit yamahamotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. Perfect. Welcome to the show,
3: Trevor Hunter. You're going to shorten that read up if you want. Oh, you can? Yamaha uh, YZ250FX, winner of dirt bike test 250 off-road shootouts, maybe. Oh, we're just going to roll that right into the Yamaha
0: ad that's so Maybe. that's really good because you know we're just paid out around here just everything's paid off well that's why they won obviously oh, yeah. yeah yeah no they didn't they won because it's the best bike for that like <laughs> probably probably 99 percent because of the motor i would guess that,
3: ha- that helps a lot yeah
0: it has a bit to do with it Hey, um, So Trevor, this guy that watched your Michelin video, he didn't complain a whole lot about like the fact that you did a whole riding impression of the Michelin video and didn't do any, didn't talk about the tire at all. You just, it's just you riding around in the track. Yep. You should just turn the camera around and point it at you instead of going forward. And just like, so we can just watch you instead of like all the other stuff. We can yeah. make that happen next yeah. time. Yeah. Next time talk about the, the product we're testing. <laughs> all right okay uh so he's he's curious he he he's he's wants to know how the yz versus the wr would be for trail um be.
3: 250 or 450 250 or? yeah 250 so he, uh, he's 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 watched your video
0: and on uh, and of course you're on the yz 250 fx right yep yep and he wants he says he wants to get it with the uh he, he basically he's kind of curious about it. it the FX would be less money, right? Possibly. Probably. Cause I it is so. and, and nine pounds less. Yep. And then if he gets the WR, it has a better exhaust for trail riding and it's more compliant suspension, but he can't
3: decide. Uh, I would say the WR might take a little bit of work to get up to speed. Like, yeah, you, you have you, to buy you have caught. to buy
0: the, the the you have to buy the competition kit
3: and basically that
0: turns it into an f x just yes. just it just turns it you just it it makes the bike into an fs f x with the exception of the exhaust and the exhaust you need to take the little tiny pea shooter out of it at least and and they they still they still run pretty good and super quiet but, yeah. um, if you want the full FX, you'd have to get, um, a more open exhaust or at least by, you know, kind of an aftermarket spark arrestor, but the WR would be a little bit more, uh, costly. And I don't necessarily think that the suspension is, is all that much better, uh, for, um, I don't know, for trail riding. I kind of when when I was riding the WR the last time we had one, I thought I kind of actually, what well, I'm, I'm heavier too. So so the FX actually ends up being pretty good for trail riding for me. The YZ would be horrible. It's just too stiff. But um the WR kind of like was it was a little, I would call it a little packy. You know, it was, it was, I was kind of crushing it a little bit. So yep. uh so you so you decided that you've decided without my any of my input on riding those bikes that the, the Yamaha FX is the best two fifty off-road four stroke?
3: Uh well, I just figured they pay us the most, so we have to say that. Right? Oh. Is that how this works? <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Let's run with that. No,
0: it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it, you, you know, we, when I like to do shootouts, I, I always like to have everybody get together. All the people that rode the bike get together and we pick a winner. And then after that, yep. I quit. I don't want to rank anything after that. Cause everybody wants to know, Hey, what, what, what wins? That's just the, the you know, the people that with no brains go, I want to know what won. Like, okay. This one wins. And, but that could be the worst bike for you. If, yes. if you, if you wanted to, let's just say, you know what, Trevor, I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to say that the YZ 250 FX is the best bike, but the main thing in my whole life is I want a bike to feel super light and agile. So I should go buy the uh, Yamaha FX. Uh, probably not. Oh, then it's not the best. No. See how I just did that.
3: Yep. Yep. <laughs> no so the way I, we, we've done a couple like shootout more comparison than shootout mm-hmm. uh, how we like to do it and so I had everyone rank the bike rank the bikes for them personally but I didn't I don't really plan on uh, an overall winner unless maybe a bike is is the winner for everyone right they can possibly declare a winner but even then um, still may not be the best bike for you. So it's kind of yeah. You, yeah, it's you, up to you, the, you can say collectively the the, the the bike guy. that was the the
0: you just it's and it was never when we did it. It was very rare that everybody picked the same bike. You know, there's always and yeah. I used to try to get a pretty diverse group of test riders, guys that rode and race different things. You know, you can't just have a bunch of guys that race Yamahas and test all your bikes. And then of course the one that they're most familiar with is is the one that always wins. You want to have a <laughs> A few different guys. And in fact, I, a lot of times when we are out testing, I was riding with guys that were manufacturer development test riders and, and different things. And, and, th- and these guys at least were honest enough with me when they would ride it, you know, they would always, they would always pick their brand as the best one. But, yeah. um, You know, it it was and it was generally because they were most familiar. A lot of times, I'm ask them real specific questions about like, what do you like about that about your brand one that's better than this? You know, like let's just say if we were kind of talking about power on on these bikes, and I haven't ridden all of them, so I can't comment specifically. But I, I know the Yamaha is really good. It has been, and 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 I've ridden some of the motocross bikes and. It it clearly has a standout, especially for off road, because it at the low end, low end to mid range, the the bike's just really impressive. And so, if somebody if somebody let's say came from the KTM side of the fence and said they thought their bike had better low end, that would be kind of a difficult thing to believe. Yeah, 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 uh, very difficult. Yeah. So, but doesn't the KTM have pretty good torque? If you really test the torque, if you're not really worried about like, you know, how, how fast it picks up. If the bike has really good torque for a bike that quote, doesn't feel like it has torque.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think like in that, looking at it like that, like right trail riding, the KTM, we're like riding like tighter terrain. We got to be kind of smooth and like not ride a super high gear, just kind of lug it around. It is surprisingly torquey, not Yamaha-esque. But it does have quite a bit of torque, and it'll keep you moving, whereas some of the other off-road bikes don't have that. Um, but the KTM, yeah, it doesn't get up and go right away.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and these, these are the kind of things that we like to try to describe, you know, when we talk about the the power. And hopefully when you're writing this all down, when you're putting this down, you're going to break it up into sections about, you know, you want to have, just like that we do in the test, you know, power, suspension, handling. And then, you know, talk, you know, talk about the overall, you know, bikes as a whole. And that way, if somebody's like, yeah. I'm, I'm super focused on power, I want to know about this. And that way, it's easy to kind of go back and forth and really describe them. Because in, in a test, you can't, you can't, in a, just a single bike test, you don't get the opportunity. You can kind of bring up other bikes. But until they actually go ride bikes back to back, side by side, they're all really good. You, you know, it's yeah. not so you get back to back situations that you can like really feel the differences
3: yeah even even riding all of them back to back i've ridden them uh i think it's two or three days now i've ridden every single bike back to back to back um they are all very good some some suit me better than others but they are all very good they all have uh like uh, a market of riders they appeal to and all are very capable i believe
0: and you're just you're just saying all that so that we get other sponsors from other manufacturers after you make the Yamaha win, right? You yes, you, you, you go to you go to them and say, Hey, you want to win a shootout next year? Yep. Pay us <laughs> <Save the> money. <laughs> Matt, yeah. what what bike won for you? What was your favorite bike?
1: It, it wasn't even close. It was the YZ two fifty FX. Really? Yeah. I, I love that thing. It was um really there was it was like the the like the the battle for a second in me in my head uh sorry once i wrote that it was a battle for a second between like the cowboy and the honda those two were like really close for for me best trade about the honda uh i would say definitely it's more of its low-end power kind of like that especially on its uh, mellow map oh yeah. really uh, it, uh, okay out of all the out of all the characteristics of the honda
0: you're going to the low-end power that that's
1: okay, I, no, yeah yeah that's that's what I felt, but also it's uh, it's straight line stability was also pretty impressive as well. Okay, that's uh, but, strange to me too. <laughs> I, I just I liked it in the, like like if there was a rut, I felt very comfortable like going through with that, with that Honda. Um, and then uh, with the Cowie though, I, I loved how like I instantly gelled with with its ergonomics, and okay. uh, I loved like how it felt pretty like nimble and, and then the. Uh, then to me, I like that a lot. Hmm. Trevor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: you're, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to uh, we're and we had a gas gas, which is the one that represented all the KTMs. Hmm. Yep. Where was it?
3: For me, actually, for, yeah, for me, it was last, but I will say I was more impressed with it. than I thought I would be,
5: You, you, you hate, okay, this is This is this out in the open. You absolutely hate
0: the KTMs in general. No, except you race one in the best in the desert. And, but you, you hated it when you had to, when you were racing KTMs, you wanted to ride Yamahas all the time.
3: So my only KTM two (laughs) CF experience, I had I raced one for a full year and I don't know if I got a bad bike or what happened but that thing was really really slow and so that's why i was really wasn't it wasn't really looking forward to riding this gas gas well your dad worked on it maybe that's probably (laughs) it but uh but the gas gas this gas gas and pretty much every other ktm i've ridden other than mine has been a lot better than what i had i I can't really explain that But it was much better than I was expecting it to be.
0: Well, because it was it was stock. Nobody jacked with it. Yeah, it's that's it's funny when you when you start modifying stuff how how it works. Even
3: mine was stock, but
0: yeah For whatever reason it just did not no you yeah, i know you had some like, issues with it and stuff and you didn't you never really liked the way well i know the reason i was picking on you i know you never have been a big fan of the ktm handling like in general overall no. anytime we've ever you know whether it's been a motocross bike or an off-road bike or whatever it just didn't seem like i mean and it's funny because it's not that it's just a it's okay it's not a it's not a japanese bike because you like the way that betas handle yes Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so it's in the, in a KTM and a beta handle quite, quite a bit different. So that's why I was kind of just uh, poking around it, at, at um, how, how it works. And I haven't, I haven't ridden one in the last couple of years that I think of, but I've ridden that engine family. And, and, uh, I know that, uh, that it's probably not on par with the Yamaha on the, you know, on the low end and stuff. And, and I don't, no. I don't think that the like I said, they have they, it's it's strange. They have torque, they just don't accelerate. It's like the cam doesn't really come on into play to really get it to 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 rev. They they I think they design it so that it torques and then it revs, and yes. and and the the rider is either going to ride it one way or another way. And generally, uh, racing you're not you're never going
3: to be down in the area where quote it torques. I yeah honestly I couldn't say it any better than that yeah so so and that's actually it's interesting because like uh there was an sra gp this last weekend and i actually every lap during the race i switched bikes between the four so i kind of got a, a feel for every bike under a race situation on a race course and it's kind of cool to see or to experience that all those bikes in that situation uh yeah that's that's
0: how that's how i used to do it when i was at at dirt rider and cycle world i'd take out bikes and we'd go you know sra grand prix were perfect for for getting a lot of laps on on uh, test bikes and super fun super fun racing on a on a uh, sunday afternoon so um matt anything else you want to add to that
1: uh no, it was, it was, it was I, I like
0: riding dirt bikes all day. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> no, and it, it was great to be part of like, it was great to, you know, Trevor was really good about asking me questions every now and then to, you know, make sure I was really paying attention to, you know, the stuff I was riding. Did, um, uh, how come he didn't give you new gear? Uh, I
0: don't know. I Trevor, are you hoarding all of the new gear? No, I was trying to,
3: uh, represent our swamp or. Sponsor Climb? With my face. Well, not with yeah.
0: not with three-year-old Jimmy hand-me-down gear you shouldn't have. <laughs> and I forgot. To, I didn't know he was going out there. I just texted him yesterday. I'd been in Mexico. I would have got him something better. But he'll fall out of anything I have anymore. So uh, Scotty Rice wants to know, do we have a TM racing bike in our test? We do not. I would <laughs> love – we could try one, but we do not have one. Yeah. D- they, they, they were actually a while back. They were pretty excited about getting us, getting us to test bikes, but – um. Yeah. Uh. Do they. They have. They have 250 F. I know they're pretty kind of pushing the two strokes right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of two strokes at the or of the TMs that I do see. A lot of them are two strokes. It seems yeah. like
0: at the races. Yeah, they're pushing with like a lot of the kind of the 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 um. We'll call them privateer extreme enduro guys. They have a few of those those guys out yep. there and stuff. So, uh, okay. Any other, any other tidbits of information we need to know about? Did I do a good job, uh, promoting, uh, Costa Rica Unlimited? I would say you did a pretty good job. Okay. Just checking. Cause I know that's one of your, you know, your big clients might be your main employer. Maybe. Yeah. Just maybe. Do, do, <laughs> how, do, you, how, do you like my idea about having Matt be a the, the tour guide down there and have, you know, work on all the technical issues?
3: Uh, maybe I do know, uh, his riding, his riding coach business wouldn't be very good because apparently everyone that goes down there, they're all ex-pros. Um, oh. So you, they wouldn't have to worry about riding. Oh, so he
1: wouldn't, he wouldn't have stuff. to teach them how to ride? No, apparently you, not. I, I don't know, Trevor. The, the ex-pros I saw uh, with, the, with the moto schools at Glen Helen today. <laughs> oh, the corner, I, the corner coaches? Oh, it was it was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Like, Did you just get over the back and gas it? Oh, no,
0: no. It was elbows up and squat down. Oh yeah, because lower center of gravity. Yeah, It's just, just and, exactly and, the way that um, this um guy- <laughs> uh, the the jet Lawrence rides like that. Yeah, Did you and notice this,
1: that. And this guy's students literally were falling down, going straight. Like every time I came around the spun corner, there was always fresh foot marks or a bike down. Hmm.
0: Hmm. I wonder
1: what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> you go to jimmy lewis Ryan school
2: jimmy lewis teach you how to really do it right right but nobody wants to nobody wants to come here because i
0: teach the that's important i mean the basic stuff right. so okay trevor well thanks for uh calling in um when w- this is this is all in print tomorrow uh something like that <laughs> <laughs> hey how did that suspension thing work
3: um it was pretty cool i think I'm not like super techie, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's one of those things where, like, he, got, he kind of explained it to me and, like, was showing me, and that helped me understand it. Um, there's definitely potential for it. Uh, we'll have some, he said he wanted to get back to his, from Ireland, so he wanted to get back to Ireland before we post anything. Okay. Uh, it was pretty cool. The biggest thing. He, he, what, but I why? Kind of he, took, he, if you post something, you might not be able to leave the country? No, he just wanted to, like, be back in Ireland in case he gets like a bunch of orders from uh from how good our test is gonna be. Oh.
0: So I want I wanted it. I wanted to try it. I just went riding in Mexico instead.
3: Yeah, but it was pretty cool. I the the lap timing like the GPS with the lap timing thing, that's really cool. Kind of like a lip pro in a sense. Um what else was there but were you were uh, you
0: able were you able to like look at the at the at the telemetry from the suspension and determine anything that you felt that did that that could you f- feel everything that it was telling you or did it tell you stuff that surprised you
3: no it did tell you like the biggest thing i saw was it told you like uh how i guess how fast these the, the the suspension was moving through the, the travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so like off-road on the Yamaha, off-road is moving, I don't know what the measurement is, but like 0.245 meters per second or something like that. Right. But then you jump on the motocross track and it's like 0.345 or 0.4 meters per second. So it's noticeably softer, or noticeably, moving noticeably faster through the stroke on the motocross track versus the off-road setting. Um, which is what you'd expect because because of the shape of the bumps. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cause you're not necessarily moving faster no. on the motocross track. Uh, what about using up and you could, you could actually see where the bike bottomed out. Yeah. And then how, yeah, how long it, it, how long it stayed down, how long it took to rebound. Yep. And then where it was, you know, you could also tell there's also ways to tell where it was settling in the stroke, like where the suspension was settling in into the stroke.
3: Yeah. It's sort of like top. Taut- Show like the full from fully bottomed out to fully topped out um, and everything in between. And then you could you could like dial in, you could pick a certain section of a track and you know, like make it yourself and like do a close up of how the suspension worked in the specific area on this lap with the setting kind of thing. And so, so really,
0: if, if you went in, if you went in and did a lap, you know, did a lap around and then you went in and made a high speed compression change and went and rode another yep. lap, you could see yep. what that did. Yes. And did you try this? Yes. Yeah. Is is it, is was, a, was it, was it pretty dramatic?
3: It was fairly dramatic. The only thing, only issue I came across with is cause I had no idea. How, like it worked exactly. Um, you're supposed to like start and stop the system as soon as you start and end your lap. And when I did it, uh, I just kept it on the whole time. It was like reading suspension. I was reading the travel as I was like sitting still, making changes or something like that. So kind of skewed the overall numbers. Okay. But if you like, if you dialed in just like a certain lap, you could tell through the numbers what. You can tell if it's softer, stiffer, slower rebound, fast rebound, whatever change you're making.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know this is this is this is stuff that factory teams have. You know the suspension telemetry. Yeah. Do you remember what what's what was the name of the the company? Uh, Moto Click. Moto Click. That's M O T O K L I K. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, people can check that. Check that out. I'm, I, like I said, I've been waiting to just kind of see what you were going to. I wanted to. I definitely wanted to give that a try. But, yeah, uh, it's
3: pretty cool. It's like, it's pretty, it's fairly expensive.
0: Yeah. And oh, it's, it's not, I, I think, I think it's something that a suspension tuner, you, you know, I really saw that, saw the thing is like a suspension tuner could, could give it yeah. to, give it to a guy and you could go out and ride around and come back and he could look at the stuff and then he could, it, it would be a really good way for a guy that instead of going, okay, how much do you weigh? What, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your weight and what's your skill level? I see this all the time. And, and then they, they're going to come up with a better setting based on that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no that's what I, I kinda look at as an individual may not necessarily bias, but a suspension company would or could and just send it out to a bunch of different riders. You know, pay for one, and just use it on different test riders at different times. Yep. And help themselves whereas more as like individual riders be a little too costly um, to just buy off the shelf for yeah. yourself. Unless you're a no, geek, cool, tech geek or something like
0: that. So all right right Trevor, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for uh giving us updates. I see that you uh did he how many how many people uh signed off when Trevor was here? Actual
1: viewership increased. It increased. Yeah.
0: Oh that's well good job, Trevor. Yeah. Well we're gonna bring on some other donkey in the next hour and uh we'll see if we can make the ratings go to go to hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're bring we'll bring the uh cat and the strippers in.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Strippers. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and strippers. Okay, with that, Trevor, I think we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break, and we will uh, catch you guys on the backside. All right, sounds good. Okay, see ya. Bye. All right.
1: I'll put it on ads now.
0: If you've ever seen any one of my bikes, they all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes – the flex handlebar, and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, and they're really tough. And I've been running them for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in FAST.
4: What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store everything that we carry is something that we have personally used tested and ridden and raced and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard go out and get some adventure
0: and we're back we're back and uh we got a we we've got our our everybody's favorite segment it's not just mine it's everybody's favorite segment this is what we call rooster endo and we have a special guest who called in just for this segment welcome to the show ricky brayback what's going on um we know how much you like uh rooster endo i think has your bike roosted or endoed it Um, one one you you endoed it last time okay it It was was a resubmission oh it was a a resubmission yeah yeah
5: okay because that bike never that bike never go grows old like it's just always on the roost side not in this chart. <laughs> so we'll let you help.
0: you know, we'll let you get revenge on, I, I don't have any of my bikes that I know of, but we'll see what we, what we got here. So, uh, Ricky, uh, had the, had the, um, the unpleasurable experience of having to ride, uh, from Ensenada to Cabo San Lucas with me last week. How did that go, Ricky?
5: Yeah, it was definitely, uh, horrible. I mean, I don't know <laughs> who would want to ride, who would want to ride their dirt bike from Ensenada to Cabo, in middle of the week on a freshly groomed race course. Uh, that's essentially what it was. In fact,
0: <laughs> so I haven't been down to Baja for for like 17, 18 years now. And what we were doing is we were verifying the road books for the Nora Mexican, one, Mexican 1000, which, by the way, if you are, and I think Ricky will agree with me on this, if you want to get into rally racing on a motorcycle, this would be the perfect first event to do because it's 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 instead of doing like kind of crazy technical navigation like where you race in the real world this is it's like i'll call it beginner
5: rally yeah yeah i agree the full-blown beginner style navigation a couple tricky notes here and there but i think we got it cleaned up but uh yeah it's you know five days of riding your motorcycle can't complain there uh, was simple navigation and gets, gets you all the way to Cabo. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Right. I, yeah, I was, I was blown away. I mean, it, it was, I, I haven't, like I said, there's some
0: stuff that, that had, had, uh, had changed quite a bit and some stuff that hadn't changed at all. And a lot of the sections, you know, there's, there's certain like, you know, kind of famous sections that they, that they use. And a lot of these race courses use, but what Nora does, they do a really good job of putting you on, Places that are like good race course, but then when it gets really chewed up and bad, they take you off. And then this is where they're able to use the, the mapbook navigation to get you off and, and go on less used roads and less beat up stuff and actually some really fun, um, fun stuff. And then what we also found out is places that used to be really hooped out and torn up uh, in the past have been. Graded, which I, I was—I was not looking forward to one day because I kind of had an idea where it was going to go, and I was blown away by how uh, how freshly graded it
5: was. Yeah, same because I was on the big the big rally bike, and and like he said, it, it was Norm found a good way to get around all the all the big truck stuff, and I, I would say out of the thousand plus miles of riding our motorcycles, we maybe hit six miles of terrible whoops total yeah it was it was i mean
0: it was it and it was i, I and, and that's when i was having a. I was having a a tire related issue uh <laughs> and uh yeah and that was the only place that i wasn't having fun because i wanted to jump some of that stuff and i just didn't know which way it was going to take off or which way i was going to land because i had a um yeah it was a it was a it was a little, it was some stuff I was testing. It was a failure, failure, failure. And I should have, I should have prevented it. I should have start. I tested a lot of stuff. I haven't tested those new glasses, huh? Where's my glasses at?
5: Can't new bring glasses, dude, you tested new goggles. You didn't want to, you didn't <laughs> want to fix the issue when I brought it up two days beforehand. Oh yeah. Well, it's. And the, then we had to do a trail side repair. Test a failure.
0: That's what you do. But hey, but I got us out of there. I had all <laughs> this, I had all the stuff, right? You did have all the stuff, yeah, all the things, even the little. I'm really pump. impressed. Yeah, i <laughs> thought we were going to be in trouble, and I did get a ride with the local, who's now my new buddy for connection for surfing. So he, yeah. he has he has a house on the beach. He invited me down there in December. He says they have a surf contest, and I can come. So I'm all all hooked. It all worked out for the better. So it, it, it usually does. So you, what do you think of my Logan replacement? Yeah, uh, his, never met the new kid. His his name's Clipper. He 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 works for me in the schools. He's uh he's um he's Logan's replacement. Are you what you see? So you're you're one of these cousins, right? You're like a cousin of Logan somehow.
2: No, nope, I'm not even related to
0: him. Not even like everybody's <laughs> like his brother. Yeah, he's got a huge family. Like his dad has like like six brothers, and they all have kids. You're not one of those, right? Nope. No, you just. Showed up on a horse or something. Yeah, on a horse. Right. That's that's how I know this guy. So anyways, we're going to do Rooster Endo. He's going he's gonna to read off what the bike is, and uh, and then we get to uh, talk about it. We'll hold it up to the screen so you get to see it pretty good or as good
5: as you can. Um, let's go <coughs> start with the first. <coughs> Did anyone have a video submission? I think there was
1: one, but he had the video locked on accident, and I couldn't access it. Oh, it's a private video. You made it as a private video. It's like most of mine.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so I'm already I've already taken some issues with the with this guy here. So who is it? His name is Bob Bristol. Bob Bristol. So we're gonna hold this up here and, and uh hopefully Matt's gonna put it up on the screen. Oh, uh, you know the guy that was asking about what kind of uh, glasses to use inside of your goggles?
1: <laughs> not 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 these ones.
0: Well yeah, don't use these and don't don't take a picture through your glasses that are all fogged up with with <laughs> I can't even I can hardly even see this. I'm uh, I'm trying to get it up but uh, OBS is having some issues here. Right, Matt is having problems again with our awesome show. So this is, just, this is what happens it, when you like It's let a your KTM 2-stroke. It is a KTM 2-stroke and the other thing I could see on the front of it is a big giant chainsaw. Yeah, it's a 2014 KTM 200 XCW. I just sold one of these. I haven't been paid for it but I sold it. So so you gave it away. Uh well technically right now uh, I have given it away. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Now it's up on the screen. Now it's up everyone. on the screen there and and don't don't start squinting and touching your eyes cuz you might get covid by touching your eyes. Um I think I just caught covid, Logan. I think you just gave me covid. Yeah. I got I got I got all I'm all jacked up so I'm good. Um hey, that thing is a trail master. Right.
2: What Keep talking about it. So it's got an FMF, Gnarly Pipe, and Spark Rester.
0: That's my setup usually.
2: I'm not sure how to say this. NECJ, Suzuki Needle and Stock Carb. Re-sprung for his weight. He's got a tubeless in front and back. sure curl, 525 cheater on back. Shinko. Uh, yep, uh, Shinko. Shinko, yeah. Yep, and then a golden tire, fatty on front. I can see that regrid led light pods so i have lights with my chainsaw mount uh Sierra hand guards, flex bars pro pro moto violet fender billet bullet, billet finier rack for more gas or whatever and tusk rear spacers to
0: protect from wheel bearing that's a trail hog that machine right there i like i like it i would like to see it better but he spends his money on good quality modifications for his machine and he's still shooting phone pictures with a flip phone, like Nokia 5200, I think. This guy's really hard in the run. This bike roosts,
5: right, Ricky? I mean, I would definitely roost that bike because you know, if he's carrying a chainsaw, you know, he's building quality trails. Yeah, I like this.
0: This bike's de- and, and right now, this one's way ahead in the in the Taco Moto. This segment brought to you by Takamoto, where you can win a hundred dollar gift certificate to uh to help improve your bike even farther from the well if it roosts it's going to make it roost better if it endos it might pull it out of that category so
2: next bike so here we got from aaron stafford it's a 2016 ktm 500 xcw okay let me see it i like
1: this picture this is my favorite picture
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: I, this picture is so small in my hand, Ricky I can't even hold it up You're going to have to Don't, wait till Matt yeah, once puts I it hear. on the
1: you'll, you'll see why why it was trimmed down so much For the rooster endo board Because uh, you see how much I'm having to resize this thing There we go Right Okay Okay
2: So this is a toy 2018 Custer Lookout uh, It's a tour of Idaho I know exactly where this is at There okay. we go he said, I know I did this wrong, but love to share my brother's near miss Don L. Stafford. Love you, bro. We got real lucky that day. Okay. So <laughs> this is uh this isn't even, this isn't even a, an, it,
0: it, okay. The rules are, this is the rules are we need make model here. Yep. And I want to know what you modify your bike. So it's KTM 500. You modified
1: it with scratches. Yep. 2016
0: XCW. XCW. Okay. And then, and then he talks about his his brother. Is his is that his brother standing in the photo? Is he crying? He looks like he's crying. Looks like he's pulling a rope nope. or something in his hand. Well, like Martin tells you, you should bring a rope and pulley system on the tour of Idaho. And I just prefer to stay on the trail. But um, you know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> endo. Oh, yeah, very clear that he already endo. Yeah, he already endo, and it's going to endo again on the on the thing here but like uh, i think he's weeping a little bit as well okay next
2: contestant this one's a pretty cool gig going on this is jason Aliceworth, and he says my wife was cool enough to ride 60 miles like this on my xr 600 to go dirt bike camping with our friends Whoa.
0: XR Dirt xr camping
5: jimmy we have we have something like that coming up
0: we do i I thought i quit on that idea already i I, give up i'm old and i don't want to ride for 24 hours anymore San felipe bob will go with you though San felipe bob will be my stand my stand-in for this he's he's so into going 24 hours or baja 2000 just ask him (laughs) jim jarvis is the camera out of focus or does the cat lick the lens so that was the that was the bike that's roosting right now. Um there might have been some cat licking the lens. That's that's for sure. So do you can you see this chariot here, Ricky? Look at this thing. Yeah, thing's sick. The best part is look at what he loaded up his wife with. He's like, here, honey, you take all this. <laughs> you get the weight. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. don't bother buying a fender rack or something like that. Just load up your wife. At least she's got pegs. Yeah, she's got foot pegs. Uh, he's, he's got the nice clear IMS tank With a lot of gas in there It almost looks like race gas You notice the blue color on that thing? Yeah, dude it,
5: it, He's definitely putting some race gas in there <laughs> uh, He's got a little skinny tire on the back though I'm a little worried about this That's like a Yeah, it looks like a 110 Yeah,
0: a little, a little tiny little small Yeah, a little tire Especially for riding double up and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another trick here. Is when you're riding double up with your woman like that, you want to wear if you're gonna wear a backpack, you wear it on the front like a camel front, and that way she can get closer because she's gonna. She, you've got a lot of a lot of weight, a pendulum on the back with all that stuff, and you want it as far forward as possible. So yeah, center to forward. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good setup. That's a that that. It's hard to kick start with her on the back too. You need an electric starter. But does he it, Oh wait, no, that's does a, he have a, That's a 650L. Does he say it's a 650L? It looks like a 650L at least. I can't tell. I think he just said 650. It just got XR600. XR, it says XR600, but I'm looking all oh, the tailpipe looks like an XR600. I'm just looking kind of like it has turn signals. on. It might just be a Baja Designs kit or something like this. It has mirrors, too. Yeah. He's covering the motor with his his awesome – those probably aren't climb pants or boots, but – Wranglers. Wranglers. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. It's a Honda, Ricky. What do you think?
5: I mean, I, I don't think I would go double, but obviously it's going to go towards the roost side. I wouldn't go full roost full it's a uh, it's a medium roost yeah but more towards roost more towards roost
3: looks pretty
2: good it looks pretty good what does that mean i don't think my girlfriend get on the back of me with like like that no why is she too hot Uh, logan would you get on the back with me like that well that's a
0: big switch going straight from your girlfriend to logan
2: (laughs) 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 come on yeah okay next here we got from jared sherwood it's a 2022 hey logan ne- next
0: time get make the board out of cork or something like that i'm gonna pinch the
2: softest wood
0: in-, in the school yeah okay well just go to go to the, to the you know the hardware store or the lumber yard or something like that and uh just expense it on me just get some
2: whoa okay so it's a 2022 TI 250i, 0.8 miles on it. And then I'm going to guess the other ones, a 2017 TE300. You're going to guess. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Um, and then it's got Slavin's high, a mule high compression component cylinder head kit by S3, Recluse uh, EXP 3.0, uh-huh. Uh huh. Moose bib front and back, Enduro mm-hmm. engineering discards front and back. Fast flex handlebars and Scott's performance steering dampener And the other one, what's the other one All stock? Yeah, it doesn't say much Doesn't say much? Just .8 miles
1: .8 miles So he rolled it straight from the dealership To his stand For the picture He's very excited to submit it
0: Submit two bikes?
1: Yeah
0: Is he showing off?
1: I think so I think he's
0: showing off I've got two bikes and you don't? He has a climb. He has a climb. Uh, he has the awesome climb backpack, mm-hmm. which I wore all the way from Ensenada to Cabo
1: San Lucas. You He's know? also got a Caselli sticker on the water bottle in the back. Yeah. Uh oh,
5: dude, look at George George's, George's sticker.
1: sticker. Oh no, you didn't see that. I didn't see it till just now. How did he get I George's sticker? Oh, shit. Oh, I yeah. saw it right at the same
0: time. It's like you start analyzing the photo, and there's George's sticker in there. This. This sound. Down. This sounds kind of sinister. This sounds pretty pretty endo worthy. Yeah, this is rigged. This is yeah. It's rigged. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder uh, who is it. What's the guy's name? Uh, his name George is selling stickers. Jared off. Sherwood. Jared Sherwood. He's got. He's got. Yeah. He's How really he trying t- to
2: win that hundred dollars.
0: He's not going to win it with. He. He. Because you know he got. He. He had to have gotten money to put that
5: sticker.
1: You, you can't fix a bike that has that sticker on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like
4: look at that. But that
5: sticker, hey, that there's George's sticker on that bike that also has a disc guard in the front. Uh does it? Didn't you say disc guards front and rear? Yep, discards front and back. Oh shit.
2: It says that. Yep, and Daryl
0: He wrote he 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 it turned down. The
5: bike, he, he turned the wheel so he couldn't see
0: it. A lot of people are doing that now. That's a that's a big thing. Actually, you know, I rode all the you know. <laughs> I rode halfway to halfway to, um, to 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 Cabo San Lucas with a guy with a discard before I realized it. And if he, it wouldn't have been that far back down, I would have turned around and gone home. <laughs> really? Like Mike Shirley. Mike Shirley had the discard. Yeah, and yeah. we asked him like, "Why do you have this thing?" Then Ricky took a good look at it, it. Had dents in it. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, if you're gonna dent it like that, but his was he he had like an oversized one, didn't
5: he, Ricky? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It looked kind of big. I think looked giant.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it was a big discard. It's like almost for an oversized thing. But so he's got discards that he's hiding, and he's got a George sticker. He's trying to slide in here. So there's some sinister. I think he has a a fuck you sticker on. The, I can't tell if that's one or not on the front fender, but I can't tell what it is. It's a little difficult. I think I think this guy's playing us somehow, but he does have some good mods on there. The bar risers look ridiculously tall, though. Does it
1: say bar risers on there? It Scott. doesn't say it. Steering stabilizer. That's it's for that's the Scott. flex bars, baby. It's steering stabilizer? He said he's got a, yeah, he's steering got a sub stabilizer. Yeah, yeah, and then it's the flex bars.
0: Yeah. Yep. When's he going to start modifying the other one? Can't have that stock thing sitting next to it.
5: You know what, Jimmy? He's going to ride that other one, that bone stock one, and right away he's going to like that one eight that, times more that, than. Uh, the black night bike never seen that happen before
0: so (laughs) uh yeah these man i don't know the george sticker is really throwing me off it's it's, it's, it's weighing it down it's, it's weighing heavy yeah. i think you know it i messes think with the aerodynamics no i think <laughs> i think it, this bike would feel a lot more comfortable down here by george's other bike i think so too <laughs> which is down, <laughs> <laughs> you know like i said misery likes company right, so right yeah uh, jared is it jared yep jared jared sorry sorry jared the good good try and and stumping the professor here but (laughs) i don't know what what mods did he have done to the motor on that thing he said a mule kit or something yeah he's got a Slavin's high compression component cylinder head and then a recluse How, how how does that work i'm kind of curious i wonder how that what's the george did you ride this thing is this one of your your wherever you live now montana buddies Hey, I got to show you my electric bill from next door. I think there's something wrong with your motorhome, by the way. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yeah, you plugged plugged in and the meter started spinning like crazy. Evidently, so. Uh, and George says I like the guy wasn't afraid to crossbreed the KTM two stroke with a Suzuki needle. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily a Suzuki needle, but that there were there were some needles that worked better uh, on those KTM two hundreds. I remember changing around in mine. I don't remember exactly what it had in there. Hey, I'd like to thank DDC Sprockets, longtime sponsor of the show, the first sponsor of this show. Uh, these are gears above the competition, says so, mm. right there. And they work excellent. How do I know? Because I rode all the way to Cabo San Lucas with one of these Sprockets on my on my bike. So just so you know. Or at least it was on one of the wheels that I used. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I know it was on one of them. We we ended, We started with between me and Mike Shirley. We started with four wheels, and we only have three left. <laughs> between between my spare wheel wheel bearing going out oh. and uh, and uh, his spokes just snapping like just he like how many spokes was it five or six spokes Ricky?
5: Yeah, I mean it was it was uh, five I think to be exact. Yeah. And then he broke up the next day too. Yeah, it was – it was and, and here's an interesting – so here's an interesting
0: lesson is – and Mike didn't know this. And so Mike had basically – he had his wheel built and trued by a guy. And and then he went and tightened – he felt the spokes are a little bit tight because they don't need a whole lot of tension on them. And he went and tightened them. Like he said, I turned each one a half turn more. And I was taking like almost a three-quarters of a turn out once I started loosening everything back up. And I'm like, man, these are way too tight. If – you want to learn how to properly spoke your wheels or the tension of wheels fast company makes a spoke torque wrench that that all the factory mechanics have and it's the best way to learn proper torque for your wheel i use one sometimes but i now i learn so i don't have to use it so i can do it out in the trail but this is how i learned by using a spork a spoke torque wrench from fast company get get them while supplies last right uh but anyways so if you over tighten um here's what happens when you when you tighten your spokes too tight is that it puts the wheel in a bind and spokes are designed to flex and move a little bit and so when you hit something you you, let's say you hit a really sharp rock it actually breaks the spokes on the top of the wheel not where you hit it Because imagine it hits it and it tries to stretch the spokes on the other side of the wheel and pull on it. And it pops, generally it pops little heads off the spokes, not where the nipples are, but down where it goes in the hub. Or it snaps them right where the threads either attach to the thing or where the threads start on the spoke. And so this is what had happened to uh, Mike's wheel because we rode on a little bit of rocks and I'm sure that uh, he was just pile driving them. You know, trying to <laughs> <laughs> test, uh, test the test, the metal of his uh, metal of his wheel. So how many times, how many in, in a thousand miles of road books that were unverified or not even corrected, Ricky, how many, how many, how many mistakes did you make? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I blew up the corners. I know. I know of only, I know of only one where I saw we all, it was one that we all made and and you figured it out without having to go back i had to, i was going to figure it out the same way you did uh but i i went back cuz i had to make i had to make the, sure the roadbook was correct <laughs> but other than that it was pretty pretty good
5: yeah i mean it was it was fairly simple but also had uh a few uh brainstorming sections which is good cuz that's kind of what rally is but yeah, you get I to mean, you get to think about
0: it yeah it changes it kind of changes the way because there's some sections you know i've pre-run there so i kind of knew it i I knew them already but it actually changed the way that you know i saw the whole section you know i actually thought about it a little bit different it's made it kind of like a different level of interesting for me
5: yeah because it it riding down dirt roads i mean yeah it gets kind of boring but if you're reading a road book you know you're occupied and you're you're always uh glancing around trying to find you know the next corner the next uh yeah. The next, you know, like like the 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 next the note, whatever's
0: fixture. coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. Keeping keep an eye out for the locals coming backwards on the course race. They see you I and they want see it. They see you and they want to race. They want to show you how fast they can go too. <laughs> they, they want to show you the burnouts and everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
5: anyways, Hey, uh, thanks for, uh, th- Hey, when's your next race? I don't know. It's in Spain. I think uh, the beginning of June. So uh, I'm home for some time now. The Andalusia Rally? Is that what it's called? Andalusia. Andalusia Rally.
0: And so this is part of World Rally Championship? Yeah, that's correct.
5: And how are you doing in that particular series? Uh, well, the Dakar wasn't that great, so I'm not doing not doing too hot. But Dubai, which was five days of just ginormous sand dudes, we got second. So I think we got a couple points there. And overall, I'm not sure where we're at, but... Uh, hoping to keep progressing at Andalusia and then Morocco later in the year doesn't matter until the end right (laughs) doesn't matter until the end exactly and and anything can happen
0: everything's possible yeah how do they score that it's scored on on it's individual days right each day you sort of get a score
5: yeah each day you get a score um, yeah depending on like your your stage finish obviously and then obviously you get points for your overall finish too yeah yeah well, right on.
0: Well, thanks for coming on and uh, having Roosterando. Try not to submit uh, any new ones because I'll I'll just really I don't know make you feel bad about your bike and you know even if it is a factory Honda Rally bike that got submitted right
1: that 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 one roosted, roosted it yeah. was it was when the uh, four fifty got submitted a second time. Hey,
0: I didn't even get to ride your bike. I didn't even steal your bike to ride your bike. I didn't even ask this time, did I? You didn't even sit on it. You didn't even touch it. I well, I didn't have to because it wasn't breaking. <laughs> Coats a honda dude yeah no I, I i i actually you know what i wanted to i wanted to ride it um i wanted to ride it in one section because i wanted to feel how slippery it was on like the super slippery roads because i wanted to see i wanted to see how my bike was doing compared to your bike but uh i don't know i'm not certified to ride that thing <laughs>
5: okay. It, it was probably the same slipperiness, just with a little bit more weight. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, like a rally bike. Anyways, hey, thanks for coming on the show. We will get you in studio sometime soon, and uh, maybe after that 24-hour dual sport ride or whatever the heck you're talking about. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Okay, see you. See yeah, bye. That was Monster Energy Honda HRC Factory Rally Racing JCR – it's Ricky Braybeck joining us uh, again on friend of the show. Uh, awesome guy to ride with. Uh, I, I tell you what. So there were some sections where, where you know, he so he was down there doing a little bit of training, not really navigation training, but mostly just working on riding technique and and riding and just time on the bike because we were doing long days. And there was places where you could tell where he where he like picked it up on speed. And you can tell because you see the line on the ground. And I, you know that that guy is on the gas or on the brakes. And I remember just from all of my years of, of racing when I would ride behind somebody like in a in an off-road race where you're doing roads where you could see the tracks or even a lot of times any place where you kind of see the tracks. You can always judge by like if you're making up time or losing time on a guy. And so I could, I could watch his tracks and especially like – where he was getting on the brakes and how hard he was getting on the brakes like i was already on the brakes and i was you know i, I thought i was going fast and i'm already on the brakes and i can see oh he got on the brakes there because you see the you see the the, the the footprint get wider yeah you know and not and it's not from the rear brake it's from the front brake you know that tire smashing down and going and then you could see where he came on the gas and i'm like still i'm still trying to slow down he's already slowed down and turned and got the bike on the gas and he's pointed. In the direction he wants to go and going. And it's not like I'm sliding off the turn. I mean, I'm kind of following his line, but I'm still not on the gas. I'm still slowing down, i'm trying to go, on, how the. <laughs> and then you wonder why. And it doesn't, you know, every once in a while, how long are you waiting here for? And, you know, it's like oh, 10 or 15 minutes or something like this. It just got to the point where a lot of times we would finish the stage and then a counter, because we were using the trackers, a counter would go off. And so I just glanced over to his tracker and it, mine would be at 30 minutes. Cause you get 30 minutes liaison between the sections. I look over 17 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> so, it, you know, it wasn't that long ago. We were just talking, you know, in the stage when he decided, Hey, we, he's going to go and take off. And so pretty, pretty awesome to see, you know, to, 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 to see someone that just on that level and able to, you know, ride to that. So it's a pretty fun thing. So, uh, Okay uh chris hitchcock says i'd even load that front fender fender with some gear oh talking about the, the, guess. the double up i'm mm-hmm. gonna yeah i'm gonna guess it's the xr600 yeah xr600 i yeah. We, the guy who had the chainsaw on it oh we gotta pick a winner yeah who's the winner i already said it what do you think I was
2: liking that chainsaw
0: guy. I'm liking the that chainsaw guy. Maybe he could, you know, use use something to have his cat quit looking the lens or something like that, or whatever he, he did. Uh, so what's what was his name there? Bob Bristol. Bob Bristol. Learn how to shoot better photos. You are the winner of the Taco Moto hundred dollar gift certificate. Um, that's awesome. Uh, lots of effective parts in that bike. I like that. I like that kind of a. I like that. I mean, I. I I, I'm, I always wonder why I don't like blingy stuff that much. And I'm starting to think that it's because when I don't want to, um, like if I bling my stuff up, I know I'm going to scratch it, and I think I would get upset. So it's kind of like when I have a new bike. You know, you don't want to scratch it too much, but then you just go out and do that.
2: You like that? Well, dude, recently I just bought these graphics from Dirt Rider here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And – pretty sick graphics after one race they're just destroyed
0: i I haven't seen i haven't seen your bike for a while was it was on it last time i saw it or not yeah
2: it's got the amateur plates on it no i don't
0: remember but what whose bike were we riding last time i was riding logan's logan's bike Yeah. yeah trying to scratch scratch it up instead he does a pretty good job of his own doing that did you like his air forks uh yeah they were pretty good you're supposed to say air forks suck. Yep. They suck. <laughs> Everybody says this. Yeah. Uh, what does Dave Black want to know?
2: Yamaha's put together a rally team around the Tenery 700 with pole. Wow. You got that word right? Running at the oh, Tunisaw eight. Desert Challenge. <laughs> okay. Tunisaw. <laughs> That's right
0: next, next to Washugala. Well, African- at least that one has an A in the back of it.
2: Yeah. And the African Echo Race. It Looks like Yamaha is doubling down on using two cylinder bikes for their rally and enduro. Uh, yeah, they they announced this last
0: year. They kind of their single cylinder rally team is done, um, and or from what I understand, it's done. I I know that Andrew Short is not racing uh, with them anymore. So yeah, they they decided to that's something that they're selling the the Tenere, and they built some uh, some pretty cool. Uh, bikes. They do some modifications to them. So yeah, they're 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 going to do races where they're where they have a twin cylinder class. And so in Tunisia Desert Challenge and uh, the Africa Eco Race, which kind of traces the old traditional Dakar route, um, they will uh, they'll be running those there. And so yeah, I don't know if they they're doubling down, but they're they're racing something that they are selling. So. I think they're doing pretty good with their racing, their YZs and motocross, and that's a so.
2: good promotion going on right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Say I, think, I think I think they're doing pretty good in, uh, in Supercross. Yeah, was that racing stuff? Yeah, yeah, racing <laughs> stuff. So okay, um, we have any other questions? I got I, a. I had a question that was emailed to me from uh, Bill Hall. Okay, uh, Jimmy, did you experience any overheating problems on the two of Idaho rides? No. Okay, no, never, not even not even uh, not even
0: close, but if you are experiencing overheating, uh, I will tell you the where it's coming from. It's generally your clutch use. It's the way you're using your clutch. You're using it to reduce the power of your motorcycle, and that power has to go someplace and it goes into heat. And that will transfer into the oil, which will transfer up into the top end, which will transfer into your coolant. And that will cause overheating issues. But no, I didn't have any. Although my bike, yeah, that, that bike had a fan on it, a cooling fan on it. And I'm sure it came on a couple of times here and there. But um, yeah, no significant issues that I can that yeah. I can speak to.
1: And, uh, you know, one thing that you had told me and then you say in the class a lot, too, that, that really helped me with – overheating problems with my bikes and in tight technical trails was you do not need to pull in the clutch if you're not going slower than first yeah now that that was something that actually just really clicked with me yeah
0: it it it, um it's it's so common it's everybody's just so afraid of their bike stalling and in Mm -hmm. reality one of the things that taught me this was using a recluse clutch Mm -hmm. when 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 i first first started testing the recluse the revlock and the recluse clutch i was just blown away by how low the bike would go down before it disengaged and it wouldn't stall. The bike wouldn't right. stall. It would disengage. I'm like, wow, it's, uh, it actually works out pretty good. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and when you just actually start trusting a torque, you know, just even just, you know everybody wants to feel where how how the throttle works when it's held wide open nobody really plays with it down at the bottom and you know lets the clutch out and really kind of on offs the throttle and Mm -hmm. and you know let the bike slowly start going up a hill and feeling the you know trusting the torque of the motor and learning where that's at and it's different on every bike but most people they're so afraid of it they stall and then they start on and offing the clutch yeah and and then and then they won't ever let it you know bog down and so so a lot of times when they're they're actually getting traction by slipping the clutch then then they lose control of the clutch then bang they lose traction and
1: problems happen so right right i've definitely never never done that <laughs> yeah uh so bill hall had a another question that he had emailed last week it was uh jimmy for an extended three-day weekend ride covering ac- approximately 250 miles of mountain in the summer uh with and it's all single track with sufficient water crossings uh, what would be your uh, bike prep list, and what would you carry with you prior to such a ride? Uh, P.S. My na- my bike never has cow poop on it, so I do not need to know how to wash it off in the rivers. So. so this guy watched my tour of Idaho video.
0: I can mm. already tell you this because when I uh, when I I found a river crossing that was deep enough, I laid the bike over and then um, I cleaned the poop, the cow poop off my bike. Allegedly. So, what would my prep be? Well, my bikes, generally, I roll them out of the garage and I give them a quick look over and then I go ride them Uh, because I usually know when it's time to change the air filter and clean the, you know, uh, clean the air filter, uh, change the oil, this kind of stuff. It's on there on some sort of a schedule that, you know, like I rolled the bike out of the garage and I loaded on a truck that took it to California and then I got a ride into Mexico Mm -hmm. and I rode it 1,250 miles and then I put it on a truck and, it's coming back and i didn't do i changed the filter i think i changed the filter one day i think we rode through some silt beds but my filter had 2 days on it from riding up in northern nevada here and it had 2 days of riding up in northern nevada which is 500 or something miles hmm. with the oil in it and i looked at it and oil was good so i didn't change it when it gets back here i will change the oil it just i just feel like it's time right right um and we were doing 8 hour days so that's 8 you know one day wasn't 8 hours but 5 4 so you know what's 70 hours or something on the oil. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I, I you could probably get it tested and it'd be okay. But uh, I, I I don't do any special prep. I just do routine maintenance on on my motorcycle, and hopefully it's it's ready to go. You know, I quickly. It's not like the old days where you have to adjust the chains all the time, or or do valve adjustments or things like this. You know, you just on certain bikes i know to check certain nuts and bolts uh you know i'll give a good look it i do a quick look and i make sure things are tight i make sure the master link clip is you know isn't going to fall off uh you know what do you do you, you put more stickers on your bike
2: uh so what i usually do it's just like a run through closer to that thing i just do a run through just run to make through. sure everything's tight yeah a couple nuts and bolts here yep
0: um yeah don't I don't think there's any really special these days if you and 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 if you did work on your bike <laughs> make sure make sure you worked on it properly uh before you go on a couple day ride and then you check check it uh unlike you know i knew like I knew what I had on the bike. I took it. I had the stuff on the bike because I wanted to see if it would fail, mm-hmm. and I tested it to failure. And now I know. Now I know, and I can provide feedback on that thing to whoever I need to provide feedback to. And it's a, it was a it was a good test. So because a lot of times pe- people, but certain companies really like to have their stuff tested. So right, we right. we 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 do this. It was I because of where I was at. I should have take. I should have said okay. I can't finish this test here, (laughs) but I had all the stuff to get it, to get it put back together. We were all good.
1: Um, More Jimmy Riggs stories or uh, do you have the proper tools? No,
0: I had all, pretty much all the proper tools. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, mean, as much tools, proper tools as you can have, you know, carry with you Mm -hmm. and stuff, but, um, you know all the different we we made we made some stuff work and it worked it literally got me right to where it needed to get me to and then i had my second failure which was kind of expected based mm-hmm. on the way it was put back together and then i met my new my new buddy um trying to remember his name because i can never remember anybody's name but i mm-hmm. got his got his number and we're going to go surfing sometime
1: nice nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe on the way back maybe on the way back up from from the next thing yeah uh any nuts or bolts of you guys safety wire Good question. Um, no because <laughs> nobody knows how to safety wire properly, right Bob? yeah you gotta, you got to go to airplane mechanic school if you want a safety wire. but there was things back in the day that they they, they would do. I mean people used to do countershaft bolts on bikes that were notorious for having them uh, come off. but these days, you know stuffs stuff's good. I mean I, like I watch kickstand bolts a little bit, but they can't really be safety wired. Um, KTM has a kind of a high stress uh, kickstand bolt uh what else yeah nothing nothing like that you know a little loctite here and there could go a long ways on Mm -hmm. certain certain bolts
1: uh what about the uh like that that little uh i want to call the wire more of like a cable to that goes on to the brake rear brake pedal to keep it from like bending yeah i've seen those oh the brake snake yeah yeah um those are those
0: are like kind of a double-edged sword you mm-hmm. know because because sometimes that brake snake can get hit by something and cause your your brake to you know what you know when a, like a tree like a, a sapling or something like that would would hit it yeah, yeah. And, and 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 certain kinds will wrap around it and, and yank on it and lock you know intermittently lock you know pull and lock your brake up real quick so um yeah i have some bikes that have those on them and some that don't but um you know
1: again it's kind of a could help could hurt Mm -hmm. like if you're racing a lot i could see where you would care about it but george says do you
0: safety wire the clips for the great brake calipers generally lately I, i used to do both of them and now i've been just doing one because the ktm ones can and will fall out at different times uh so so on some of my bikes i've um yeah i've uh safety wired the the brake caliper clips and then that way they don't they don't go anyplace. It's easier to not lose. Victor wants to know if the new Mexican cops are friendly. I didn't have any experience with the new Mexican cops, so which is uh, good to say that um, that uh, they seem to be pretty friendly. Actually, there was way less in the in the little in the little cities and villages we rode through. There was way less of the guys that were trying to give out fake. Stopping tickets and speeding tickets and stuff like this than uh, I remember in the past, which is kind of a kind of a good thing. They do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, like, oh yeah. If yeah. they want to pull you over, they pull you over, and then they just want some money usually. And I didn't have to go through any of that, which was uh, which was really good. Bill O'Neill says my dealer safety wired the shifter bolt on my KTM 125 XC before I took delivery. That is a common one to fall out on the KTM's. Is the shifter bolt on all of them? uh it but i locked item and i know do not have any problems and uh rich barrow says are you going to talk about four stroke valve wear should i talk about that yeah <laughs> on on which brand which brand do you want me to just like bury right now rich
2: give me an idea seems like those older older Hondas.
0: Yeah, the Get older Honda's had some, in them. the older Honda's actually the, the older KTM RFS intake valves were, I mean, it took them 200 hours or something, but they wore, uh, yeah. there's different, different, uh, different, um, different ones. So, uh, yeah, let me know. I'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yamaha heads don't seem to wear that much. I mean, there's certain years, I think, I think every, every brand has a, you know, a year or two that they have some interesting, uh, interesting stuff, but I don't. I mean, unless there's a specific reason. Generally, most of the time, the valve wear is is accelerated by lack of air filter maintenance and or excessive high RPM. Uh, we'll call it past peak power revving uh, and over revving in general. So what does Mike Steebles want to know? Uh,
2: Mike Steebles wants to know, safety wire on that twist pin that holds the front of a skid plate on a ktm that's i have that on a lot of mine that's a good one it's just so so
0: that so that the the zeus fastener on the front which is a quarter turn fastener on the front um sometimes it can get hit with a rock and spin and a little bit of safety wire will go a long ways in keeping that um that thing done per my email uh what was his email the one that he sent to you
1: matt uh, the only email I got from rich was about a bike for rooster endo. Oh, Oh, which... maybe. Oh, he's, he's, he's stacking, stacking. up trying to get,
2: here's a good question. Mark Daniels wants to know, Jimmy, do you run a, a filter skin? I did not. No, no, no I have good luck with those. I, have
0: I've, I've used some of the twin air foam ones that go on top and I've used some of the, some of the filter skin proper ones. I, I think if, the, some of the ones that um, uh, I actually saw a, a, a video or a picture. Of a guy had one on top of one of those cone-shaped filters. What's the oh uh, those little spiky the ones? Spiky filters. Yeah. I saw a guy put one on top of those and had really good luck with it. But no, I I I, I really don't ride in the dust that much. So so where it's a, where it's a big deal. So I like I said, I pretty much could have done the whole thing on a single filter. But I, I changed it one day.
2: Have you seen those uh,
0: gasket air filters?
1: Gasket air filters.
2: Yeah, like there's like a little. It's like a gasket that goes on the airbox before you put the air filter on. It's the neoprene. Oh, just like a
0: sleeve. Yeah, like a yeah, like a yeah. I have them on on some of my KTM adventure bikes. I have those because they have air intakes up high and in the front. Yeah, and it'll keep the filters clean for a long time. Uh, But no, I haven't. I haven't seen them on. I mean, I've seen on some of the like the 24-hour bikes that guys build and stuff a lot of times or some of the baja bikes i saw him yeah. putting those things on there just to keep the big stuff from going down it will still let the dust in but it'll knock the um so uh what, what was george wanting to know about master links funnel web filters that's right mark thanks for uh that bringing it up there and matt's busy Did, what
1: are you working on a date over there uh, by date you mean my roommate yeah oh it's male or female <laughs> Man, it's a bro date yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh okay so he wanted to know something how many master links do you have to work on hand to work on a ktm cam chain oh the the spare one's a little if you're gonna unrivet the ktm cam chain on an rfs i think is what he's talking about because that's the one you do that on yeah i would have a couple because that's a that's a little bit of an art if you're not um uh good at smashing those things together like you're supposed to a proper tool a good a good cam chain tool uh makes a lot of difference there too so I think we're Did you get my one question that I emailed you Matt from our from our uh our marketing
1: the one was for our marketing department? Yeah, the $60 product unboxing test. Right. Okay.
0: Can uh can you aim your screen over me or run that up here? I want to Yeah. So, here's here's uh Uh Lily Zing wanted to get a hold of me about uh she saw my YouTube video on my yeah. Amazon my my YouTube video. Hey, Logan, listen to this. I was surfing on YouTube and I saw the video you took and it was really great. I have a few new products for you to test and I cordially invite you to join my test. Guess, guess this, this, this might be for you. This might be, this might be, she, she might've saw you in this thing. Baby bond retractable baby gate. (laughs) It's perfect for dirt bike test. I don't know if I should get you on it or Trevor, but uh, it's stylish. It's um, designed to adjust. It works on smooth wood, metal, tiling, all this stuff. Look at babies. Okay, next, next thing. Next thing, yeah. Um, a rechargeable baby nasal aspirator. I'm not sure what you do with this. It looks a little weird, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure this is, you know, we can do an Amazon review of that. I don't know how you would use that on a dirt bike. Do you have any ideas? I don't know. Would you stick it in the muffler? Pull the trigger? It's like sniffing salts. Maybe the bike will run better. Right. Um, This one, a wearable baby breast pump. Baby Bond electric breast pump hands. I don't know what this does logan could use that he's been lactating lately um yeah it's something that, are you interested in my products please let me know what you think lily oh got to get back to I'll have, I'll have logan in my marketing department reach out to you see if we can get those i don't know uh i don't know how why would we be the best ones to test them what video did she see or amazon crf230 pipe test which actually got a lot of views. i really when i opened that email up Mm-hmm. i th- i thought that it was probably the person from the company that that wanted to you know work with us
1: right right but then uh but then we discovered it's baby it's products baby products
0: yeah anyways thanks thank you for joining in um victor says my best filter skin is my wife's stockings preferably unwashed for good luck <laughs> and we wonder why victor gets kicked off facebook all the time <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> got to get victor on the show one of these times got to come out do some flat track bring us some tequila i did not get any good tequila when i was down in mexico we saw a four thousand dollar bottle though oh wow. we went into some supermercado in uh, uh-huh. in uh cabo when we were looking for covid tests and a uh, four thousand dollar bottle um wow. george you know a guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so okay well thank you everybody for joining in and uh and hopefully you enjoyed the show if you like this uh tell a friend if your friend needs to know about how to set up their suspension they shouldn't watch this one they should watch another one if they want to know about uh, adjusting valves they should watch another one what did you learn tonight dirt bikes are fun dirt bikes are fun yep i i was sitting on the start line of a race and I was sitting next to a guy named Paul Krause and it like the banners up and it's getting ready to getting ready to drop and he goes you know Jimmy dirt bikes are fun and I was on a 125 and I needed to jump this guy because I had to get you know he was on a 500 probably I needed to jump this guy I'm just going why did you just say this to me (laughs) 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 but he was right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so uh, I don't know I don't know what it was I think I took a picture of it Uh, the the $4,000 bottle of tequila it was called uh I will look it was not a plastic bottle.
2: It was called four thousand dollars it better not be in a plastic bottle. It
0: was called uh Koi AC Louis the X I I I. How many is that? Ten and three thirteenth? Yeah. Yeah. Seven thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine pesos, which is roughly four thousand dollars. <laughs> it was uh yeah, I don't know, yeah, Louis. Louis the 14th
1: some 13th yeah hopefully it's not Louis the 16th because that that does that didn't end well (laughs) so anyways
0: uh that's it uh all my classes are sold out unless you're going to the tour tech rally and about half of those classes are sold out so you can't uh you can't uh, join us there If you're in vegas i have my first learn to ride clinic this weekend right is that sold out almost no there's spots available spots available yeah (laughs) learn to ride clinic um Somebody says that's cognac. I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to get a COVID test. They were just going to shove something up my nose. And somebody told me it's cognac. So mm-hmm. that's not even tequila. It was in the damn tequila section. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, okay, everybody. So, so it shows I know a lot about tequila. Actually, I heard my 200 tequila plaque is, um, or whatever I get is uh, going up at Romero's Probably going to have a big ceremony over there. Mm-hmm. That'll be good times. Um, I'll uh, I'll let everybody know when that is. Um, you have anything else to promote? You want to say anything? S- thank your sponsors. No sponsors here. No sponsors. Okay, you don't want to thank Logan. No, I like to thank Logan for getting you on this show. Getting me on this show, and Logan taking the night off. What a slacker! I, I got
2: a, I got a sponsor. I will say, if you guys are wondering about Jimmyless Writing School, ten out of ten do it. I've learned so much from this wow this school. is totally unprompted but thank you very much yeah yep.
0: um too bad i don't have any schools <laughs> We're <all sold> out. <laughs> no. but uh okay everybody thanks for joining cheers everybody we will see you uh next week yep okay out on the trail cheers